You're listening to audio from Queen City Church. Thank you for joining us. We hope this message will encourage you and offer practical steps for a relationship with God that keeps getting better and better. I want you to know that today's theme is something new. Why don't you look at the person sitting beside you and say, something new, something new. And that's what today is going to be all about. We actually get this from Isaiah chapter 43 in verse 18. Listen to this beautiful scripture. This is where God says, but forget all that. Now, we're not forgetting what God has done over the first five years. Today, we are unapologetically celebrating God and what he's done. But hear me loud and clear, we don't want to get stuck in the past. Why? Because what he says, it is nothing compared to what I am going to do. God says the next five years are going to be even better than the first five years. In verse 19 it says, for I am about to do something new. And today I could not be more excited to share some fresh vision that God has given us for the next chapter of our church. And you need to know that vision is a very important thing. In fact, in Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 18, it says, where there is no vision, the people perish. In other words, where there is no vision, things start to die. And that's true in every single area of life. Like that's true for your life. That's true for your marriage. That's true for your friendships. That's true for your relationships. That's true for your parenting. That is true for your career and your business. Some of you lead a business. That is true for that. And it's most certainly true for a church. And I want you to, this, there, there's another translation of the same exact verse that says, and I love this, it says, where there is no prophetic vision. And I love that, that term, and maybe you're unfamiliar with that term, but in other words, it's vision that God himself has given you. And I'm telling you, God has given us some vision, but it says, where there is no prophetic vision, the people, they cast off restraint. Let me say it this way, that where there is no prophetic vision from God, that people stop caring, that it's so easy to become apathetic. And hear me loud and clear, church, I am passionately trying to stir you up to make sure that that never is your story, that you never become apathetic, that your heart never gets hard to the things of God, and that really what I'm trying to say is that our church, man, I never want our church to stop caring. And that happens when there is no vision. And so today my assignment is very simple. My assignment is to remind you that God has always had a vision for your life. That no matter where you are in your spiritual journey today, maybe you're here and you don't even have a relationship with God. That seems about as foreign as, as anything in the world. And God just feels a million miles away. And some of you are here and you have been faithfully following Jesus for decades. And everywhere in between, no matter where you are on your spiritual journey, I'm here to remind you that God has a vision for your life. He is always had a vision for your life. In fact, throughout the Bible, the entire Bible, cover to cover, Old Testament to New Testament, Genesis to Revelation, God has always wanted to take people on a spiritual journey. Just read your Bible and watch this. You'll see it in throughout the entire Bible. You will see that God has always wanted these four things for people. He's always wanted to see lost people saved, always. It starts there. Like people coming to have a relationship with Jesus. Lost people saved, but it doesn't end there. Then it saved people connected. 
then it's connected people discipled. And that is a, like a really church word for becoming a follower of Jesus. And then discipled people mobilized to literally go and be the hands and feet of Jesus. I want you to know, church, and I want to remind you, this is God's vision for people's lives. This is God's vision for every single person breathing on planet Earth right now. And let me just make it very personal. This is God's vision for your life. Now, let me show you one example in the Bible of many examples that I could show you. And I'm going to show you an example from a character that's in the New Testament that outside of Jesus and Paul, he's the most famous person in the New Testament, and that is a guy named Peter. Peter was one of Jesus' 12 disciples. He was the one that walked on water. He's written some of the Bible. And let me show you this, this spiritual journey in Peter's life very fast. Let me show you. Matthew chapter 4, starting in verse 18, it says, one day as Jesus was walking along the shore at the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, also called Peter. So there he is, and Andrew throwing a net into the water for they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, come and follow me and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. So the very first time you see Peter, he encounters Jesus, and then he decides through that encounter to follow Jesus. Lost people saved. Then look what happens. The very next verse in verse 21, it says, A little farther up the shore, he saw two other brothers, James and John, sitting in a boat with their dad, Zebedee, repairing their nets. And Jesus called them too. So the very first thing. After Peter made the decision, yes, I experienced Jesus and I'm going to follow him for the rest of my life. The first thing Jesus says is like, we got to add some more people to this circle. You need to get, to, you need to get connected to more people than just me. And so he connects them with what ends up being 12 people, the 12 disciples of Jesus, which is saved people connected. Then for the next three years, Peter ends up doing day-to-day -day life with Jesus Everywhere Jesus went, he went. He did what he did. He heard every message. He saw every interaction. He experienced every miracle, every healing. He watched Jesus with crowds, big crowds, and he saw Jesus having individual one-on-one -on -one conversations. Think of it this way. He became a literal apprentice of Jesus. He started following Jesus in every single area of his life. Not only did he learn the ways of Jesus, but he followed and he modeled the ways of Jesus. So much so that it ended up changing him from the inside out to the point that in Matthew chapter 16, after being on that journey, here's what Jesus says to Peter. Now I say that you are Peter. Like you're brand new. You're a new person, which means rock. And upon this rock, I will build my church and the powers of hell will not conquer it. Listen, Jesus did not tell him this on the very first interaction. He didn't say, follow me. And by the way, your name is Peter. And upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. It's like he had to go through a process to get to there. Connected people discipled. And then after Jesus died on the cross, and resurrected from the dead. And then the Bible says that he ascended to heaven. Guess who stepped up in Acts chapter 2 and preached to the crowd in such a powerful way 
that on that one day, 3,000 people got saved, starting what we know today as the church that is still reverberating through history in every single corner of this world, including a high school in Cincinnati, Ohio. That was Peter who stood up. And if you read through the rest of the book of Acts, you see Peter doing unbelievably like amazing, powerful things, the things that he saw Jesus doing. Discipled, people mobilized. That was God's vision for Peter's life. And listen to me, that's God's vision for your life. Lost people saved, saved people connected, connected people discipled, discipled people mobilized. Now, as a church, we have a vision. We've always had a vision. The vision answers the question, what do we want to see for your life? And let me tell you, I do not have the juice to outrank Jesus's vision for your life. So our vision from day one has always been our way of articulating that vision that God has for your life. But as we enter year five of our church, God has actually given us a brand new way of how to articulate that vision. So here is our brand new vision statement. You ready for it? We want to see every single person know God. It was no God, it's still no God. (laughs) We want to see every person know God. And let me just make this very clear. This isn't about a head knowledge. It's about a heart knowledge. It's about being close and connected. It's, let me put it this way. It's about relationship. It's not about religion. It's not about rules and regulations. It's not about a compartmentalized time in your week where you go to church. This is about knowing God. And let me just look you in the eyes, every single one of you, and tell you that no matter if you believe this or not, I'm telling you, you can know God. You can. You can know God. You can have that type of close, intimate, real, daily relationship. You can know God, but that's only the starting line. That's only the the first way that we would say it because there's a whole process. So know God, and here's the second part of our new vision statement, find community. Because this is where you get, like Peter, connected to other people, which by the way is the key to lasting life change. It is the key to sustained spiritual growth. It is the key to true healing and freedom. Why? Because life change happens in the context of community. It is so important. These moments are very important. These services and these times where we can encounter the presence and power of God and there's catalytic moments that can often happen in here. But let me tell you, if you really want to grow, if you want to be following Jesus in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, you have to be connected to other people. That's why it's just not know God. It's also find community. It's the vision that God has always had for you. It's to find community. Some of you, your soul needs that so bad to find community. The third part is become a disciple. Just like Peter, this is where you learn and you practice. And here's the key, you follow the ways of Jesus. This is where you become an apprentice of Jesus. 
This is where you live your everyday life the way that Jesus lived his everyday life. And as you do that, Jesus, he begins to change you literally from the inside out. Slowly but surely, you start to look more and more and more like Jesus. And that is become a disciple. And then last is my favorite one. Because we want you to know God, find community, become a disciple, and then last, be the church. And this is where you get off the sidelines and get into the game. This is where you are mobilized as the body of Christ to serve and to give and to live your everyday life on mission, making a difference everywhere you go, not just making a difference at this one place, at this one church, but no, every single where that you go, in your home, in your neighborhoods, at your job, making a difference every single place that you go. Why? Because the church is not a building. Thank God, we don't have one. So like, thank God that it's not a building. The church is not a 75-minute worship service. The church is not a 501c3 organization. No, the church is not just the people of God. The church is the mobilized people of God living on mission. Listen, we aren't just called to go to church. We are called to be the church. So let me say this vision this way. Let me give you the Cliff Notes, Spark Notes version of our vision. Know God. This is where you experience and have relationship with God. Find community. This is where you are connected, needed, and known. Become a disciple. This is where you are becoming more like Jesus. And then be the church. This is where you are living your everyday life on mission and making a difference. Listen, this is our vision for your life. You need this. God designed your life to look like this. This is what we want to see for your life. But here's the key to our vision. This is the picture that God's given us of what this vision actually looks like. You have got to get this. Please get this. Because this is the picture that God gave us for how you should experience this vision. That it's not, it is not like this. It is not linear. It is not one to two to three to four. So it's not that you know God and then you move on from that. Then you find some community. Then you move on from that. Then you become a disciple. Then you move on from that now and be the church. And then I've kind of completed check mark done. Because how many of you know that this isn't what your relationship with God looks like? At least mine doesn't. Mine has never looked like this. I've been following Jesus for 25 years and never has it looked this clean. It's never looked just like, whoa, it's just a smooth sailing. That's not how it looked. And this is not the picture that God has given us for this next stage of our church. This is not the picture that God has given us for the vision that he has for your life. Instead, it's this. That instead of just moving forward, you're moving deeper. But here's the key. Because truthfully, I know I would. I'd, I'm, I'm a little hole poker. And I'd be like, yeah, it's the same thing, except down. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Still looks pretty clean. Um, but but here, here's the picture that God's given us. Not only is it, just, is it not just moving forward, it's moving deeper. But by the way, this is a very Western approach 
to our relationship with God. It's just this, 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 as fast as possible. But this is actually more of an Eastern approach. This is more of a slow, deliberate, because instead of just this smooth sailing all the way down, this is how we want you to experience this vision, where you just continue to circle that vision over and over and over and over again, never arriving, never coming to completion, never reaching the end. So imagine that that just continues to go down and down and down, drilling deeper and deeper into the vision that God has for your life. So when you know God, when you instantly, when you have this relationship with God and you start a relationship with God, maybe some of you have made that decision over the first five years of our church. We just celebrated that number of how many people made that decision. And it's not like you move on from that. You just continue to know God. In year two, you get to know him even better. And then in three and four and then decade two and then decade three, it just continues to go down. Listen, we never get to completion of any of that. To be able just to know God, this is the picture. This is what it looks like to experience God's vision for your life. This is what it looks like for you to have a relationship with God like our mission as a church says that gets better and better. You wanna know what a better and better relationship with God looks like? It's that. It's where you continually just keep circling that vision over and over and over again. And this is our vision for your life. And I, I'm trying to give you everything that I got because I want you to know this is our vision for your life. No matter where you are in your spiritual journey, no matter your age, no matter what your background is, this is our vision for your life and your family and your kids and your friends and your coworkers and your neighbors and honestly, all 2.1 million people in the greater Cincinnati area. We want every single person to go on that spiritual journey where they know God, find community, become a disciple and be the church. But here's the big question that I have 23 minutes to answer. Are you ready for it? Here's the big question, because that's all good. That's all fine, Pastor Brian. But how are we going to accomplish this vision? Because it's one thing to have that vision, but how are we going to accomplish this vision? Because a vision without a plan is just a dream. And we don't have a dream, we have a vision. And so I want you to know that for over a year, our team has been working extremely hard getting ready for this moment, this service, because we've been working for over a year behind the scenes and praying and dreaming and listening and meeting and whiteboarding and researching and learning from other churches, having internal focus groups and hearing God with one objective, to answer that question, how are we going to accomplish this vision? And today, I could not be more excited to share the how, to share how we're going to accomplish this vision moving forward. And we're gonna do five things, five systems. And really, all a system is, is something that accomplishes vision. So we don't just have church programs, we have systems that accomplish our vision as a church. So we're gonna do five things to accomplish this vision. Here's the first one, is services. Now, most of you are very familiar with that because we're in one right now. But I want you to think more than just Sundays. I want you to think when we say services, we're talking about every service that we do as a church for all ages, birth through adults. 
So in this would be our kids ministry, Queen City Kids, who right now is not just babysitting, but they're doing a phenomenal job offering a service where kids can experience Jesus at their level. We're talking about youth, which happens on Sunday nights for all middle school and high school students. And we're talking about YA, our young adult service that happens on Thursday nights. We're talking about all services that we do as a church. And let me challenge you that if at all possible to be physically present at all our services, every single chance that you get. It's important. I mean, I'm calling us, I'm just gonna be bold today, and I'm calling us to go back to old school where we were there, where we're gonna be there and prioritize being at church. And here's why, because what isn't a priority will eventually become optional. It's a matter of time. And so I'm asking you to prioritize church. I'm asking you to live out Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25 that says, and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. And I underlined that word together on reason. And that's because we need to experience the presence and the power of God together where God says, where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there. If you've ever wondered, what am I feeling right now? It's just Christian karaoke, but it feels different than that. It is the manifest presence and the power of God. We need to experience that. We need to experience worship together. We need to open up God's word together as a church family. We need to respond to the preaching of God's word together. And I'm telling you, you need the lobby just as much as you need what's happening in the auditorium. You need high fives. You need hugs every single week. You need somebody to look you in the eyes and say, how are you? And then when you give them the patent church answer to just have them go on, you need to have somebody stay right there and say, no, really, how are you today? Like we need church. And parents, your kids need church every single week. Like your, your students need to be at youth every single week. Like these are the years where you're laying down a spiritual foundation that will impact the rest of their lives. This is what you're doing. Proverbs chapter 22, verse six, direct your children onto the right path. You cannot make them go on that right path, but you can direct them onto that right path. And when they are older, they will not leave it. I'm telling you, you are making an investment into their future every single time. And I'm sorry, all that stuff, like online services and podcasts cannot give you all that. I am grateful for online church. I'm grateful for the miracle technology. I'm grateful that there's people that are planted in our church that live in other cities because they don't physically live here. But I'm telling you, it is a tool that is designed to be in that situation or if you're sick or out of town, but it was never designed to be your primary experience of our church. It's not. So services, that's one system. It's, it's one thing we're doing to accomplish our vision. The second is how we're going to facilitate groups and community. And after a lot of prayer and research and listening and dreaming and planning, I am so excited to announce that we are launching a brand new groups model in 2024, so give us a few months, that we're calling, you ready, life groups. And here's our vision for life groups. Life groups are designed to provide consistent year-round groups where people can grow as disciples of Jesus through biblical community. And I wanna make this crystal clear, that is our goal. 
Our goal in life groups is biblical community, not finding your best friends. Now, I think that you can find some good friends, in the, in, but, our, but that's not our goal. What we're going for is biblical community. Now, think of it this way. Here's our definition of that. This is a group of people I'm intentionally following Jesus with. That that's what I'm doing. This is a group of people that I'm making the choice to intentionally follow Jesus with. Just like in the Bible. Just look at the 12 disciples. Look back. It's Peter, an opinionated, loudmouth fisherman. With Matthew, a tax collector, who took taxes from that guy. Simon, who is a zealot, this crazy religious guy. Now, they may not have been the best friends. There may not have been the greatest relational chemistry in that group. But here's what they had in common. They were following Jesus together. That's what brought them together. And that's our goal, biblical community, to be able to say, this is a group of people that I'm following Jesus with. Now, our model in terms of what we will actually do week in and week out at these life groups are taken directly from one verse in Acts chapter 2. Acts 2.42, it says, All the believers devoted themselves to four things, to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship into sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. And those are the four things that will happen at every single life group. There will be fellowship and hanging out, eating food, a discussion centered around Sunday's message, or a specific discipleship topic that we want our entire church to be able to go through. And then four, we're going to pray together. Listen, life groups are modeled after the early church, and I want you to see the long-term fruit and results of that. We see it five verses later in verse 47, where it says, and each day, as a result of living life like that consistently, the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. And I'm telling you, man, you need that. And here are the big things that you need to know about life groups. I don't have time to tell you the full vision, yet you'll be able to hear next steps in just a moment about that. But here's some things you need to know. Life groups will start in February 2024. Uh, We need some time to build this. You can actually help us with that. Uh, Life groups will be year-round with strategic breaks and off weeks. Life groups will be the only type of groups we will offer Life groups will remain open with a multiplication mindset. In other words, if somebody comes halfway through the year, they can jump into a life group that's not only going to be open at certain times. Life groups will be organized by stage of life or location. And listen, you need this. You need biblical community. I need biblical community. We all need a group of people that we're intentionally following Jesus with because God never designed for you to live life alone, ever. And some of you, you have the mentality, oh, Pastor Brian, it's just me and Jesus. It's just me and Jesus. I don't need anybody else but me and Jesus. We're like this. That's great. But let me tell you, read this book. Jesus doesn't want it to be just you and Jesus. He doesn't. He's like, you need more than just me. No, if you want to experience like like real growth and life change, and healing, and freedom, you need to be connected to other people. I love what Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 through 12 says, says two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other 
can reach out and help, but someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm, but how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. And some of you, that's why you keep losing spiritually because you're standing alone all by yourself. But two can stand back to back and conquer, having your blind spots. Three are even better. A group is even better. For a triple braided cord is not easily broken. This is why we say all the time we refuse to live life alone. It's not just a catchy statement. The reason why we say that is because we truly believe that when we refuse to live life alone, we win at this thing called life. That's our second system is life groups. Our third system is something we've actually been testing and piloting since February. And let me tell you, they've been amazing. So much so that we're making it official as a part of our church, part of what we do on a normal basis. And today we are officially launching something we've been test piloting called courses. And courses are designed to equip people to become growing disciples of Jesus by providing theological depth to what people believe and by equipping people with practical skills to live out their faith in their daily lives. So I want you, when you think about courses, I want you to think bigger than a group, smaller than a service, more of an interactive classroom setting where you can grow and go deeper. And like these courses are designed to actually be supplemental to our services where someone can learn more about something we're already talking about as a church or go deeper on certain topics that maybe we aren't. So for example, right now, we're in a series called Truly Free and we're pausing it today. We'll pick it back up next week. And this series has been all about freedom. Well, coming up in a few weeks, we're gonna launch a course that is a supplement to that freedom sermon series. So if you're growing right now in freedom and there's something inside of you being like, I want more. I want to grow more. I want to learn more. I need to go deeper in some of these things. This course is designed to be supplemental because I only got 35 minutes a pop. And so this is designed for you to go even deeper and you'll be able to sign up for that course starting today. But that's just one of many that we're doing. In fact, here are all the courses that we're offering between now and next summer. So you can see up there, we have courses, the soul care, that is the one that's, that's about freedom. It's kind of the next level of freedom. But then you can see we have a course that's just on fasting that will lead up to our 21 days of prayer and fasting season that we do. So some of you are like, man, I just, I wanna learn about that. I wanna grow in that spiritual discipline. We're gonna have essentials of theology and financial literacy and unanswered prayer, like, what do you do when you pray and you don't get answers? We're actually doing that after 21 days of prayer. It's all intentional. The Gospels, New Testament letters, and, and a great course that's called Alpha, which is a course for those who have questions about God and faith. Like people that, man, I just wrestle with a lot of doubt and questions. I'm telling you, if you want to grow, if you want to go deeper, become a better disciple of Jesus, these courses are for you. That's the third thing, the third system. Our fourth system 
is how we're gonna do what I just call assimilation, which really is a fancy church word that means how do we get people connected to our church? That's a very important thing. We just don't want people to attend our church, but we wanna make it easy for people to get involved and to be connected, and that's a big word for assimilation. And since day one, our system for this has always been GrowTrack. So if you've been around here, you've heard it's the only thing we've announced every single week of our church is GrowTrack. And we've done it ever since we started as a church. But after a year of a really hard work and praying, we are launching something brand new for assimilation that we're calling DNA. DNA. And here's our vision for DNA. It's a three-night experience that's designed to be a catalytic moment for people in our church where people can learn the why behind the what of everything we do as a church and will have the ability, can make the commitment to get planted in our church. So instead of offering a class every single Sunday after church, DNA will be a three-night experience offered three times a year. So I want you to think more of a service or more of an event than a class that you experience with a big group of people where there will be worship and response times and moments for you to hear God where we will talk about things like why the church is important. We're not just gonna tell you get planted in church, we're gonna tell you why it's important. We're gonna tell you like how you can grow and change and actually experience lasting growth and change. How to be the church in our everyday lives. You hear us say, well, be the church everywhere you go. And you're like, I don't know how. We'll tell you how. And how all of that is connected at our church. And our goal, I want you to know, is not just to teach a bunch of stuff. Our goal is not to just teach the DNA of our church. Here's who we are. It's so that there would be DNA transfer. That things that are just like, hey, those are part of, of our church's heart, that it becomes your heart. So that you can make this church your church. And just so you know, our desire and our prayer from day one, literally I started praying this before our church ever became a church. We've been praying and hoping for you that you would be planted in a life-giving church. It doesn't have to be this church. There are so many amazing churches in our city. If you need help, I will help you get connected because I want you to be planted in a life-giving church. Make no mistake about it. Hear me, I want it to be our church. I think our church will be way better with you planted in our church. So please hear that loud and clear. I'm not saying I don't care. No, I want you to be planted in our church. But more than that, I want you to be planted in a church. And I want you to know why. I want you to know that my motivation for that is not so that the church would grow. My motivation is not so that budget can go up. My motivation for that is not to fill auditoriums. My motivation for that is for one reason. It's because I want your life to flourish. And in Psalm chapter 92, verse 13, the Bible is very clear that those who are planted in the house of the Lord, when your roots are sinking down deep, where you are contributing, not just consuming, when you are planted in the house of the Lord, I'm telling you, you'll flourish in the courts of our God. And that's what we want so bad for you. I want that for you. I want that for your friends. I want that for your spouse. I want that for your kids. I want that for every single booger eater that right now is in Queen City Kids. I want them to be planted 
in the house of God because I want them to flourish. We want that. That is our only motivation. Hear my heart. That is it. That's the only motivation. By the way, our first DNA will happen in November. And just to make it clear, no matter how long you've been hanging out at our church, we want everyone at some point to go through DNA. Every single one of you, you have got to do it. It will be an incredible, hopefully life-changing experience. So you can start to register for all the DNAs actually today, all the way through the end of 2024. Now our fifth and final system. You got one more in you? Got one more in you? Okay. We're gonna, I'm going to talk one more and then I'll give you some next steps, okay? The last thing is something that we've done from day one and that is serving. It's serving. Now at our church, you need to know that we have three main ways to serve within our church. Three main ways. And the first is dream team, which is, is, is serving our church. It's serving within our church. Second is outreach. And that is serving our city. And then missions, which is serving our world. And I want you to know that as we enter this next stage of our church, our goal is to make serving in all three of those as simple and as, and as easy as possible. So starting today, you're going to be able to see all the information and be able to sign up and serve in all three of these areas through our website. So right now, you're going to be able to go to our website and see all 20 of our dream teams that you can serve on within our church. Click of a button and say, I want to serve there. I want information on there. And it'll go directly to the person that oversees that team. And they'll make sure that you get on ramped and you could be serving next week. And then you can find some other ways to be able to get connected to our outreach partners and even missions. So that will be available to you today. And for some of you, this is on my heart so much. Some of you, this is your next step. This is what you need to do today. You need to get off the sidelines and you need to get in the game. You've been on the sidelines for way too long and you have convinced yourself that there's all these reasons why you can't but I'm telling you there's a way for you to get in the game because more importantly than just ways to serve within a church I want to remind you of who you are Ephesians 2:10 says that we are this includes you God's masterpiece that he has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things that he planned for us long ago. It doesn't say so that you can pray about doing good things. It doesn't say that the spiritually elite can go and do all those things, that people who get a paycheck can go do all those things. No, it says that all of us are God's masterpiece and he created us to do things that he prepared just for you. In other words, if you're not doing that thing, then it's not just our church, the world is missing out on what he created for you. That's who you are. So these are the five systems that we're doing, the five things moving forward to accomplish our vision. But I challenge you, as you look up and you see that list, don't think of these five systems as a buffet where you just pick and choose. Think of all these as an intentional, well-thought-out, prepared and prayed for over the course of a year, five course meal that all go together. See, all five of these things 
help you go on that spiritual journey where you know God, find community, become a disciple, and be the church. And the more you lean in to those five things, the more you experience God's vision, not just our vision, but God's vision for your life. If there's anything in your life that we can pray for, please visit queencitypeople.com slash prayer. For the latest updates on our church, follow us on social media at Queen City People or visit queencitypeople.com.